Hey everybody, this is Bill Bellamy and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast and I'm your host, Dan Chabell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is stand-up comedian and author, Bill Bellamy. Bill is the executive producer and host of Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes on TV One and was a longtime VJ and the host of several MTV programs, including MTV Jams and House. We talk about his memoir, Top Billin', during this episode. Bill, welcome to Five Questions. Hey, it's a pleasure to have me, D. I'm really excited to be here. Most people don't know this, but your cousin is Shaquille O'Neal. How have you yeah. both supported each other throughout your careers? A lot, actually. You know what I'm saying? Firstly, you know, when Shaq was playing, and like it was more obvious, you know, we did so many different things together, you know, um, Reebok campaign, Pepsi, and party, you know, all the good stuff young people do. And then, you know, once we started having our families, basketball players keep getting moved around. You know, I've, I've been in LA the whole ride. I was actually happy when Shaq was here with the Lakers because we hung out all the time. He'd come by, I'd go over his house and stuff like that. You got some good so now we, Yeah. I got good C's. So now it's just like we text, we, you know, we say what's up, we Zoom, we do all that good stuff, man. So I love him to death. And what he's done after basketball is just phenomenal. Like him and Magic, I mean, those guys just take retirement to another level. <laughs> I mean, Magic was with everything, with buying all those Starbucks and yeah, I mean, his business career like- is remarkable. How did you get your dream job of being a MTV host and then expand to multiple shows in the network? That's a very interesting story because it was just serendipitous that I got that job because I was ideally in the right place at the right time. I was a comic in New York City and trying to become something. And uh, they had a showcase at Boston Comedy Club and Barry Katz had invited me to this showcase. He was like, Bill, you got to come over to New York tonight. There's going to be some really cool people in the building. And he didn't really tell me who. He was just like, hey, man, just come check it out. And one of the cool people in the building was this lady named Tracy Jordan who basically discovered me for on-air talent you know she gave me that opportunity gave me like uh, after my set she was like you're really good you're funny and I think that you got something do you want to come to MTV and do like a screen test so I was like what the hell is a screen test I went from you know doing stand-up comedy in a small little room to introducing videos overnight and that was a job like no one heard of at the time like a video jockey it's basically like a on-air radio personality took that job by storm. I went from just hosting my show to hosting all the big shows on the network. Because you were so good at hosting your show that they're like, we're exploding too, because you were growing as you know, MTV was kind of the cultural epicenter of yeah, America. Right? Was, you got to think about this. This is why I think people are going to love my book when they read it, because you don't realize how special that time was until you go backwards, right? And what was so beautiful about that moment in the 90s was like everything was new. They were taking chances and there was different types of music that was coming up that was never ever on TV before. Grunge coming out of nowhere. You, of course, you got the rock bands, but then you got new bands like No Doubt. You got Sugar Ray. You got Alanis Morissette. You got Blind Melon, Snoop. Ice Cube, you had the whole West Coast thing going on where all these new artists like Domino was getting a chance, Coolio, then you got obviously the traditional, like the Madonnas. I'm getting a chance to meet a Madonna and a Kurt Cobain. I'm like, oh my God, in one day? It was crazy. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? 
I Solved is here to help. iSolve People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. You've interviewed a ton of celebrities, way more than I have, I'm sure. Who do you learn the most from and why? I would say Michael Jackson. And I'm going to say, this is what I learned from Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had two personas like he had the persona of the gentle sort of kind of like quiet guy and then he turned in superman on stage it was unbelievable you see this guy right here who's soft-spoken who's very shy and he you know sort of kind of like it's like a switch kinda, right like a, yeah a switch is, so is flicked weird. and he turns into a yo performer. when they say one two three go michael jackson would turn into he pull off superman and like perform on a level that if the scale was one to ten he's at 25 i'm like yo and he taught me that there is levels to it like you know you gotta for your fans you gotta go all the way in you gotta be perfect you gotta you know work hard at it you gotta get your dance moves down which me get my jokes together make sure i show up on time make sure i'm professional you know be an entertainer that's what i learned from michael jackson's like being an entertainer when you do it you do it to your best ability like you know it's a blessing you know that it's a gift and you share it with the world and it seems like you're a little bit different than that it seems like you're more kind of level this is who you are maybe you turn it up a bit but when because well, you're kind my, of always performing and doing different things but it's more yeah. a little bit more personality driven rather than yeah you know dancing like, and singing I think for me, if there was anything that I could compare it to, it's like doing stand-up. Like when I'm on stage as a comedian, as a comic, as a guy who's telling jokes, I take it to the 20th level, right? Because I feel like people want to laugh. I want people to relax. I want people to forget about their bills and the kids and all that stuff for a moment and have a good time. So I'm I'm sort of like the beacon for the fun. So I turn it all the way up. My other things like my book, my podcast, my movies, depending on the role, that I take, I'm able to put different pieces of me in it. Sometimes they're not a comedic role. Sometimes it might be a little more dramatic, right? I'm able to channel whatever that emotion is. Yeah, not in itself as a talent. What are some of the unique challenges of being an entertainer today compared to when you were first coming out? Privacy. I don't think we have any more privacy anymore. I mean, it used to be sort of mysterious to be a star. You know, it used to be mysterious to be a celebrity. Now, when you are a celebrity, you have to engage with your fans in a way that we never used to have to before. You never would see back in the day, Janet Jackson on Instagram. <laughs> the expectation has changed. Now the fans yes. expect you to be on it and the labels expect you agents, everyone yeah. expects you to be on it. It's like part of yeah. the offering too, because if you have like millions of fans, maybe you get paid more to be in a movie or get opportunities. Correct. So now it's a part of your portfolio. And when I was coming up in, you know, in the nineties and stuff like that, we had so much freedom to have fun, make mistakes. Maybe if you said something and you, you know, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. You just made a mistake and said something slick or you said a joke and it, but now you say one thing, I mean, you got to think about when you wake up, you got to wipe your eyes and before you even start talking, you got to think about what you're going to say because if you say something that doesn't hit right and it goes viral now, oh my God. Or if you said like something you, 15 years ago and you and forgot about right, it, it yeah. might come out to hurt you now. 
Exactly. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Celebrity and social media. Definitely. And what's your best piece of career advice? My best career advice is believe in yourself. Be your biggest champion. Everyone will not be on your page, but you have to. It starts with you. And the people that doubt you will become your biggest fans. Yeah. And if you believe in yourself and invest in yourself first... Other people will start to buy into what you have to offer. Absolutely. And your confidence will radiate. Absolutely. You just got to dive into you. You know, if you would have told me 20 years ago that today I would be an author, I didn't see that coming. What I did see coming was that I was going to be a star and I was going to make a difference in the world and that I would have a name that people would know. I started there. I started with one day I am going to be a star. I see myself not being just an average person. I want to be a superstar. So how do I do that? So I started seeing myself on a TV show. I start seeing myself on billboards before it even happened. And boom, bam, boom. Next thing you know, I'm looking at myself on a billboard going, that's crazy. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Bill. To follow his journey, you can read his book, Top Billin, and find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where he shares his friends, appearances, travels, and comedy. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash danshawbell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 